grow yourself and grow your marriage. Chris and Jana here. <laughs> you were texting, see? I was not. I was researching. <laughs> With the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. Oh, you switching it up today? I stopped in the middle of the intro. I called you out for texting, and here we are. I wasn't texting. Hi. Hey. You know what's really annoying? How's it going? I was. I was just thinking about this. Actually, I was just experiencing this. So me. Something that frustrates me. And you. You all may really relate with this because when when you're a parent. And you have a bunch of kids and a bunch of things going on. Your life moves fast, but there's just something that slows it down. It's just so stupid. And that is getting water from the refrigerator. <laughs> oh my gosh. Literally, That's not where I thought you were going. Literally. I mean, look, this might be First service level. Problems. I'm serious. This might be service level. But when I put my cup under there and I hit that button, <laughs> it literally takes 40 seconds to fill up a quarter of my cup. And I just don't have time for that. Ain't nobody got so the moral of the story is I'm waiting for that next stimmy to hit. So what are you buy a water a new, jug? A new refrigerator. Uh, it's still gonna come out the same way. No, actually, my my brother's wealthy and he <laughs> and he has a refrigerator that fills like ten ounces in ten seconds. Would that make you happy, Chris? I, that would make me super happy. <laughs> Do you know what would make me happy? Can I just tell them real fast? We gotta get our surface level talk out of the way. Okay, hurry. I know we don't have a lot of time. Mine was far more important. But no, this is awesome. So we just enrolled two of the girls in cheerleading, and I'm super excited to like relive my glory days. For those of you who don't know me pre this podcast, I cheered like forever through college and did some like – it sounds way cooler when I say semi-pro, but it was really – not that cool, but it was cool. But anyways, and that's how you found me, though. You put that profile. That's true. That you know what? That is the whole reason. Cheerleading out. I got my man. I was like, dang, who is that? Were you lusting? Chris. <laughs> anyways, I just was telling Lola because Lola's really excited to do cheerleading. I'm like, oh, I wish I could cheer again. There's no cheering for grownups. Well, I just saw an ad that there's a casting call here. I think in Ohio. I think I saw. And they're looking for former cheerleading squads who were in high school 10, 15, 20 years ago. I fit that, which sounds insane, who want to come together again and compete against their rivals. And you know what? I'm just going to say, Deer Park, bring it on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Me, pregnant, in a cheerleading uniform. I'm oh, still going to go out there. Man. I was just showing Chris one of my old cheers, and he was so embarrassed. We might have to spark up social media and put a picture of uh, me in a in video of your performance. In a pregnant <laughs> cheerleader. It's fine. It's I wouldn't be the oh, first. Oh boy. Anyways, all right. Well, that is not what we're talking. But about But if you ever did today. cheer with me, can we do that? Can we? Can we get the squad back together? I I don't know if any of your squad listens, babe. I don't know either. But yeah, but reach, none of this is what we're talking reach about out today. To them. Okay, guys, let's get into the real meat and potatoes. <laughs> potatoes. Potatoes. You can't say potatoes, otherwise it's like too. I don't know. How the years grammatically meat, correct? Meat, How you're supposed to say potatoes. it? Into the mini meat and potatoes. You are a city boy <laughs> of Come this on. episode. And if you saw the title, I mean, look, we're trying to solve one of life's greatest mysteries here. Yeah, it's not a refrigerator or pregnant cheerleading. <laughs> uh, maybe we should make that the title. I bet more people will t- click on it. Slow John water Adore. from the filter. No. Okay, guys, uh, we're gonna stop wasting your yeah, time. Okay. So. Are you happy, Chris? I'm happy, babe. Except I'm, for the last three days. The last three days have been a little rough. Okay, um, I'm, I'm experiencing some. Uh, I I don't know. Just I'm just I'm just in a little bit of a funk. I'm not gonna lie. And now, like this morning, I felt like I was like 31. Because oh, because Friday you turned 31. I, I will be 31, but I felt like I was like in my mid 30s or something because I started feeling these back spasms come on. Like, that's what happens and then i was at the gym and everything felt heavy it just <laughs> just not a good day anyway okay so <laughs> check it out so look guys let's just get into this the pursuit of long lasting happiness what a buzzword happiness is happy <clears throat> i'm seeing the justin timberlake song in my head right now there are a lot of those the happy one <laughs> because I- i'm happy no, clap that, along. Few, dude, few, that's not Justin Timberlake. Not, no, that's uh, oh, that's shoot. What's CeeLo Green? No, it's not CeeLo <laughs> Green. It's oh my goodness, I'm so mad. I can't remember his name. People are literally screaming into the mic. What is it? Text me, hurry. 
Dude, oh, I said that. So what's the this isn't live. His name is. I thought Justin Timberlake sang that no, song. No, it's that. It's that really short, light-skinned dude. Um, okay, you talk about happiness. I'm gonna look this up because that's gonna bother me. Gone. Okay, so we've wasted. I don't know my pop culture. Minutes on this stuff. So they are entertained. I can I'm assure just, you. I'm just hoping you're at a long red light and now you're ready to get into it. Okay, so again, Pharrell for the third Williams. Time, Pharrell, yeah, yeah. yeah. How Pharrell. did I? Why I don't did I think? Why that? I okay, Justin it. Timberlake has a song like that though. Yeah, it's something that, from it's, Trolls. It's, it's not that one. Okay, yeah. fine. Anyways, go ahead. Moving on. Okay, for the fourth time, the pursuit of long-lasting happiness. So happiness is a buzzword, guys. We use it all the time. Like, are you happy with him? Are you happy with her? So are you happy, happy with you. your life? Yeah, I'm so happy for you. All of these different things, right? But, but as Jonna likes to do on a regular basis, I think it's really important to define happiness, but I'm going to break it into two different versions here, okay? So there's cultural happiness, and then there's... let's. Let's just put it blessed, right? Like like biblical happiness or 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 joy. So go, go ahead and define cultural happiness. I would love to do that. So cultural happiness. The term happiness is used in the context of mental or emotional states, including positive or pleasant emotions, ranging from contentment to intense joy. It is also used in the context of life satisfaction and subjective well-being. So there you go. Well, so- circumstantial. First off, I will say cultural happiness is what I what I called it, but I just Googled happiness and said like, hey, what's the definition yeah. of this? But so yes, all in all, it is very circumstantial. So our, our happiness, as you can see, you know, just kind of breaking down or here, I guess, breaking down the definition of happiness, it says your mental or emotional state. Which is a roller coaster. Exactly. Especially <laughs> if you're pregnant, right? Easy. You know, Yep, yep. I know I know what you were saying. Yeah. So anyway, so it's very circumstantial. It's very up and down and good things happen and bad things happen. And of course when you get a raise, you're gonna have a better week than if you if you got Lose your job. demoted, right? <laughs> or demoted, yeah. yeah it, it, these these things are obvious. Of course you're gonna feel happier and better if you're if you're you know, eating well and you have energy and you're feeling good and you're on top of the game and you're organized in your home and all that stuff than you would on a week where you get back from vacation and your house is a wreck. The worst. Right? It is the worst. Oh. It is the worst. But anyway, so I think we've pretty well nailed down the happiness piece of it's this. It's subjective. It's right. It's circumstantial. Right. It can change. Right. Now check this out. And this is and this is gonna freak people out a little bit, but <laughs> biblical happiness in our definition, I would say, is being joyful regardless of your circumstances. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how many times in the Bible that it says to thank God for our problems and to be joyful, 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 joyful in the midst of trials and yeah, and regardless of what you're going through. And I know that there's people who are like, what do you mean? Like, guys, you don't know what I'm going through. How in the world could anybody be joyful through you know, you name it, it's 2021, somebody's going through something. But that's why cultural, just anything cultural is pretty much the opposite of biblical. Yeah, for pretty the most much. part, I mean, pretty, pretty much says it all over the Bible. So Psalm 37, 4 uh, is one of the scriptures in the Bible that says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart, right? So I know you've heard us before say, oh, but you know, your heart is deceiving and that's true. But if we're putting our identity in Christ, he gives us the desires of our heart. And we remember that that heart has changed. That heart is new. And so it actually ends up almost tricking us because (laughs) our heart is now for God and for the things he wants. And so those become our desires. He's like, yeah, sure. I'll give you that. Well, yeah, I think it's really easy to cherry pick that verse, like take delight in the Lord. And take that part out and just be like, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So pray for what you want and God's going to give it to you. The kind of the prosperity gospel type right. feel. But you have to remember that if just reiterating what you just said, if you're taking delight in God and his word and growing in him, then your heart and the things you're going to crave are going to be different. Not that they're not still deceitful because we are fallen human beings, which I know in this day and age, like that's so taboo to say we're not enough or we're not worthy or we're not, uh, or we're broken. But I think you could just look around and see that we are. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We are we are broken humans. I mean, so we see it all, all the time on social media, right? Like feeling blessed, feeling good, feeling this, feeling that. So so blessed actually, I'm gonna get a little nerdy with you. Blessed in no. Greek means a state of happiness. And the reason I say Greek is because that's kind of how the Bible was written and interpreted and all that stuff as far as I know. So blessed means a state of happiness, right? So the big question here really remains, okay, so we talk about the pursuit of happiness. You guys talk about cultural happiness is circumstantial and biblical happiness is joy through all circumstances. Cause like you said, we see so many examples in the Bible. I mean, you got, geez, Paul was in prison. The apostle Paul is in prison and this dude is thanking God for his, for his problems and, and his circumstances. And instead of talking about how much everything was pretty much falling apart in his world and him being beaten and all these different things, he's praising God for where he's at. And to some of us, we might be like, dude, that that's actually that's crazy. Crazy like, Christian stuff. Who, right? Yeah. Who, who would do that? Right. Uh, but nonetheless, we'll, I think we'll, well, can I insert a personal you story? May. You may. Thank, oh, thank you, Chris. If, if you so here's the thing. So we've got we've had a lot of times where we've recorded episodes and I don't know if they went live or not. So I don't know if this is something I'm repeating. Mm, that's or a if, point. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like I could listen to somebody over and over again and they might repeat something I might not notice. Don't you don't hear repeating score. yourself, but go ahead. Shut <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. How Chris always talks about me repeating myself. I'm like, dude, we're, if we're married for ever, well, not forever because you're not married in eternity, by the way. Wow, hit them with that. Why <laughs> I don't know. But if we're married for years and years and years, like you're going to hear a lot of repetition. So get over it. And so if we go on this podcast for years and years and years, I'm probably going to repeat myself. So we love you. Get over it. Anyways, my point is, so Paul did that and that sounds crazy. And you're like, yeah, but okay, that was in biblical times. That was back in the day. That's different. Whatever. Nobody's going to praise God in prison now, which actually a pastor in Canada just did. James Coates. <clears throat> James Coates. That's a different story. I don't want to get on that rant right now. But Chris and I in 2020, on top of everything that everybody else was going through, we were going through some really uncertain times and we were getting hit with the same financial issues for like what felt like forever. And I remember getting to a point and I read in my Bible and like I had a devotional and in that and I read that verse and it was saying, be thankful for your problems for and I'm paraphrasing here for they bring you closer to me. So when you have problems, you have issues and you are still joyful, it's a different kind of joy because you're realizing that you're trusting God with everything. And truly, and we've said it before, we have had the most joy and happiness through those challenging times because they required us to have a heart change and to rely on God. And so, yeah, actually that's a perfect place to insert. Thank you this verse. So Jeremiah 17, seven through eight says blessed. And you could just say happy is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear Ooh, that really was perfect. I didn't even plan I know, that. I know, right? So it's it's actually crazy. And I think I think that particular time in our life, which we still haven't told the story, but I know. that particular time in our life, we were going through crazy financial woes and God literally showed up and took care of us. Like I'm talking every I'm talking time. check in the mailbox took care Anonymously. of us. Anonymously. Anonymous check in the mailbox. We were like, what the heck? How is this even possible? And there's a lot more to that story, but and it happens several different times, but it's just amazing to look at a verse like that and say, okay, you know, at that time in our lives, we, we were like, okay, God, we have to give our marriage and we have to give everything to you. We have to find our identity in you and in your word and all these things. And it was amazing because truthfully, you look at that verse and just to break it apart, it's blessed, happy is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. And then this this next part where it, it talks about a tree planted by water. So you're like a tree planted by water that sends out roots by the stream, which means the tree's planted by water and the roots are by the stream. So it constantly has the ability to live and flourish, even though, right, the droughts come and all of those things come because we are seeking a relationship with God, because we're putting our identity in Him, we are in a place where 
terrible things can come, right? But we don't have to be crazy anxious because we're trusting God. And the last part of this says, um, you know, the leaves remain green and it is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit and ceasing to bear fruit. So bearing fruit would be, I look back at that situation and I think to myself, man, if we would have just been kind of living the one foot in one foot out life, like I would have been stressed out of my mind. Our marriage would have been on the rocks. We, we could have crawled into a hole, just like yes. completely retracted. Exactly. We probably wouldn't have been able to do the podcast because we would have felt like frauds because we still do the podcast through all that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, we had friends and this isn't to pat us on the back because this is, this is only because of our relationship with God, but we had friends who were like, I don't understand how you're not like how you're keeping it together right now. You're not freaking out. Not that we never did get to a point of like, God, seriously, how much longer? And we went through emotions of like sobbing because we just were ready for change because we were that during that time period, we were seeking God's will. And that's part of this too, is you can't trust him without knowing what he wants for you. And so we believe during that time he was teaching us to, really be stripped down and understand what is important and where our happiness comes from. And truly, I mean, just to get as raw as possible when we were at the very, one of the very last times that this happened, because it was like monthly, like God was carrying us monthly. Chris would get in like another coaching job. Or again, we had like anonymous miracles delivered to us, all kinds of weird stuff. And Mm -hmm. we got to a point where I'll never forget it. We were walking around the house. We were getting ready to put the girls to bed and I had some worship music on and I was kind of looking at the house, like thinking like, God, okay, if you're about to tell us that, you know, we're going to lose this, like, okay, it's yours. Like, I know I'm still blessed as it says in, in that if we have to live as a huge family in a tiny place or apartment, or I don't know what we're at that point. We had no idea what we'd do. Like, okay, we'll be fine. We know we trust you. And like, I really feel like once we surrendered like that, things turned. Yeah. I mean, things actually like solutions actually came like just in the nick of time. And again, we're like dancing around the story. I know. Well, because like a whole episode. We've talked about it a little because remember we did down to nothing, but still looking up. So we we talk, you guys know a little, if you've been listening to us that we went through some, some hard times as a lot of people did during 2020, but um, there's so much more to it in the ways that got like, I don't want to downplay how miraculous it was, it was in the timing of things. Yeah. Like I'm talking one day we paid our mortgage at 4:59 PM and at five, it was going to be late <laughs> yeah. and it, and like God showed up at like 4:57. Like <laughs> I'm not kidding. And we might sound like crazy Christians to you. Hopefully you've listened to us long enough that, you know, we're just, we're just being real because we, we have a reason for our happiness. And yeah. I think that I think we need to go into that. And uh, sorry if I'm not following your brain outline. That's okay. You kind of got me right Do here. Do your thing. Yep. Well, I think we need to go into talking about that. So we we defined happiness like technically like Merriam-Webster, whatever you whatever definition you that, pulled out. That was Doctor Google, but yeah, Doctor Google. Well, yeah, but Google still pulls from the dictionary. Hopefully, you don't know. Well, what who knows? Is. I don't trust Google. <laughs> I don't trust Google. Um, duck, duck, go. Duck, duck. <laughs> Use DuckDuckGo for searching, but we so still Google the all the time. Hat couple. It's fine. We're critical thinkers. We <laughs> um, wait, no, what was I talking about? I'm not oh, sure. So you defined happiness, but the thing is, I think it's easy to hear that. I'm like, okay, so you're just happy all the time. Like, what? Like, what does happiness? I think happiness looks different for different people. What makes you happy? Well, we're happy when the kids are. Um, you yeah, know, so happy right now. Mimi's, and we have a little <laughs> bit of time to relax. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, yes, but no. Yes, but no. You have to ask me that question again because I. <laughs> it felt like a statement. So no, it was ahead. a question. No, I'm saying so. Like different things make people happy, and I want to go to the question you have yes. here is we're asking. There, there's plenty of people who are not Christians who might say they're happy. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Can they can they be truly happy without God, or is it cultural culturally? Yeah, <laughs> can I yeah. culturally. I got you. From Go. You got it. So can we be happy without God is a pressing question. Some people I think could just answer that for themselves and be like, yeah, absolutely. I'm happy. I'm, I'm fine. And I think all too often Christians read the Bible and we're like waiting where we're thinking people feel this massive God sized hole in their hearts. And I think that is the truth in a lot of cases, but I think there are some people who are like, I'm good. I don't feel a need for God. I have the resources I need. My family's healthy. Things are okay. Things are good. The first thing I would say is, is as a long-term solution, 
um, <laughs> man, if you're good, if, if you have the resources, if you, if your family has the health and you have all those things, I'm not claiming this for you or anything, but it just seems like everybody gets kicked in the teeth in, in life yeah. at some point. Right. I'm not sure so, that there's anybody who's left this life completely right. unscathed of any, right. any <laughs> negative thing ever happening to them. Right. So ultimately what, where do, where do we find our identity when things happen that are out of our control? It's so easy for us to look at ourselves. And I've said it time and time again as mini gods. And we're like, man, you know. Mini, like I, am I and I? Yeah, yeah. Mini, mini gods. Like I can solve my own problems type of thing. And, and let's be real, especially people who are, who are financially successful. A lot of times you've climbed a corporate ladder or you've proven yourself by starting a business or something like that. And ultimately you've bought into this lie, because I have two, that, like we just make it happen. Like mm-hmm. we're just problem solvers. We're amazing. We we can do this. Like we can do anything. No, we nobody can, can stop us. You know, can like, attract any. You know, the law of attraction. Yeah. Like anything I believe, I will manifest. Yes, and- yes, manifest. Live your own truth. All that stuff. And I think it becomes a really dangerous place because what happens when God forbid your kid gets cancer? You can't fix that. You know, like. As, as hard as you try, yeah, you can you can use your resources and find the right doctors and, and do what you got to do, but but you can't fix that. And I'm not promising God's going to fix it either, right? He his, his ways are higher than our own, and we can't necessarily understand why he makes the decisions he makes or allows the things to happen that happen. And that's a whole different discussion. But the amazing thing is there are so many ways in which like we get totally, again, kicked in the teeth with life. And we're shown like, man, you're not as great as you think you are. Like, I tell people this all the time. I'm like, if if you really think you're so powerful, I mean, let's just let's just say from a physical perspective, you look at like the world's strongest man. Take the world's strongest man, have him walk out in front of a bus going 40 miles per hour. Right. He, he might be able to pull the bus and push the bus, but a bus going 40 miles per hour, it's gonna smash him like a pancake. Like a pancake. <laughs> I mean, I mean <laughs> Well, it's no, I mean it's true. That goes back to what we talk humans. about. We're putting you're putting your if you're putting your happiness or your identity or any of these things in something like that that is earthly it's earthly it can be taken away in a just flash. yourself is, is what i'm talking about yeah but that's what i'm saying in yourself you could you could be super super fit and be so proud of yourself and be like look down on others because of how hard you work to get there and you know nobody else i could do this i can do whatever i want you know been when there, when yeah. you accomplish stuff like <laughs> i've been there when you when you i'm not there now though so. i know <laughs> when you accomplish stuff by your by what you feel like is your own work ethic your own Absolutely. willpower and stuff it's easy to be puffed up be puffed up like that but yes you could get in a car accident or you could have some kind of a di- disease and lose all your muscle or you could have a great business and something right. like covid hit and you lose your whole company you know what i mean these things and then there. and then that's the <laughs> right and then the question is are you still happy right exactly so so there's that piece of the puzzle to mull over, right? We can't solve that for you right now, but all we can say is have some self-awareness and bring that to your attention. If your identity and your worth has been in like your work ethic and what you've accomplished and the evidence you've built for the things that you've been able to do and make happen and blah, 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 all this stuff, just realize, man, that's a fragile way to live. It's a fragile way to live because there are a lot more things that could take us out. I mean, a hurricane could come through and swipe your house out. And Probably not here. And, in and Ohio, your insurance but... company could just like not want to pay you. <laughs> it's just like, well, can't solve that. You know? Right. So anyway, actually you might be able to solve that with lawyers, but point <laughs> is, right? So can we be happy with God, right? The second piece to this super interesting article I found by Greg Morse from desiringgod.org. Uh, and I'm going to try to link this. Uh, in the show notes because it's just super, super good. I'm just going to read a little excerpt from it. I thought it was super interesting. So basically he's having a conversation with a guy and he's at work and he's trying to like witness to him and be like, hey man, like don't you see your need for God? And the guy looks up from his coffee and he's just like, look, I'm good. I'm fine. Kind of the same avatar I was explaining earlier. And the end of this article was super interesting to me. And I'll kind of explain my point afterwards. Okay. So that end of it says, God makes his enemies smile. Pretty hardcore, right? So it says, God allows his enemies to smile. 
Have you wondered at this? God allows those who ignore him, reject him, despise his glory, and belittle his name to breathe his air, feast on his food, swim in his waters, hike in his forest, ski on his mountains, laugh, sing, and dance on his lands. He has not yet evicted them. He has not taken back his bread from their plates, not his air from their lungs. Rather, and note the benevolence of the God of the universe, he gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. That's good. Dude. That says Acts. Acts 17.25. Yeah. So the the very end of that was Acts 17.25. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So basically, here's what's crazy about this. It kind of answers the question for us is, can you be happy without knowing God? Like, yes, right? Technically, yeah. You can ski his mountains. You can swim in his in his beautiful ocean. You can enjoy creation. You can enjoy great food. You have those resources to go do what you need to do and all these different things, right? We can absolutely distract ourselves to the point of saying, I'm happy without God. But where's the root of that happiness coming from? Right. And I would say technically it's still with God because it's his, <laughs> Pretty much. his creation, his his things, his beauty that he's given us. Man, I, well, there's a difference in happiness and fulfilled as well. I think you made a good point. You can be distracted. Like I would say we're probably the most distracted we have ever been right now. So it's really easy. And as fast as time goes, especially the older we get, I mean, you're almost 31 now. Do you feel like your days are going faster? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the older we get, the time seems like it speeds up and it's really easy to probably just enjoy those things that people have and not even think about what's going to happen if they lose XYZ and what's going to happen after death, because it's really easy to pretend that death isn't going to happen to all of us because it probably feels so far off for most of us. But truth is like, we know it can happen at any time. Yeah. We're not, we're not so special that we're just going to be spared until we think it makes sense. I mean, it is so easy for us to, to think things will never happen to us, but they happen to people every day. <laughs> I'm going to try not to butcher this, but that brings me to something. I was listening to Kosti Hens, uh for the gospel podcast today, and he interviewed this author, uh, Barnabas Piper is his name. I wonder if he's related. John Piper's son. No, he's not. Yes, he is. I thought, I think Kosti said he's, I don't think so. He's John Piper's other son. Yeah. The one that's not out mm-hmm. there promoting anti-Christianity. Right. Abraham. Yes. Yeah, or Abram. Yeah. Anyways. So <clears throat> he was talking about expectations when it comes to happiness. And he was talking about how when you have right expectations, it's a lot easier to manage the things that come your way. So for instance, he said, you're not going to go to McDonald's and expect to order like a filet and garlic mash and all these things and then get your crappy cheeseburger and be disappointed, right? Like, you know, you're going to McDonald's to get some crappy cheeseburgers, fast food. They're actually pretty good, but I know they're totally crappy. (laughs) Um, So he said, when we live without death in mind, we're expect it's like expecting a filet at McDonald's. So when we're living our life, not thinking about death being a possibility, it's the same exact equivalent of of expecting something that's not going to happen. And then you get hit with it and it rocks you because you were expecting a filet. You know what I mean? That's good. I know. And so I think that that somebody could be like, well, that's super morbid. Like, I don't want to live like I'm going to die every day. And it's not that. It's just for us, if you ask us why we are happy, even when we were not sure if we were going to lose our house or not sure what's going to happen from one moment to the next. The reason why is because our hope isn't in the things here. Our hope is in eternity with God and and understanding that death could come at any minute and not saying it wouldn't be hard if it happened to one of us and like the other one had to be left behind. Of course it would be hard, but knowing that we that's not the end. Like right. we have the right expectations of a real fillet in the future. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. And so our hope and our joy comes from knowing that no matter how crappy this world gets, no matter how much this country is ran into the ground, no matter what is going to come our way, because I do believe Christians will face persecution in our lifetime. Maybe not like being hung, but like, I definitely think we're going to be on the next target list. You know what I mean? And so Seems like it. no matter, and it's easy to say that when it's not here in my face, trust me, I understand. I'm still sitting in my comfy home right now talking about this hypothetically, but we know no matter what comes our way, our hope is not for here and that earth in this lifetime here is literally a blip on the radar of eternity. And so that's why we can be happy and we can be joyful through all circumstances. Like our friends who we talked about 
it's been almost a month already since they lost their little boy. Mm. And if you are, I mean, if you know us personally, you see their Facebook post probably, but they are still praising God right now. And you think that sounds crazy. Like, how could you praise God in these circumstances? And it's still so fresh. And don't get me wrong, they're in so much pain, but they have so much hope for eternity because they know that this isn't it. And they understand the joy that they will have when they see Jesus and when they see their son again is nothing compared to any of the joy they could have had here with him on earth. Yeah. Amen. Dude. Um, yes. I love it. You, you drop in the mic. Make, I'm going to go spend 40 seconds filling up my oh, water. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 40 seconds. Go. Oh, boy. <laughs> Was that your mic drop when you just nailed that? <laughs> okay. Okay. And so, yes, I I second everything Jonna said. So, here's the thing we oftentimes forget in kind of even going back to the God makes his enemy smile type of thing. And I know enemies is a strong word, but if if people aren't, aren't – uh, aren't seeking God, they are considered his enemies. And that's, you know, a, a whole separate segment as well, which is kind of hard to just say and <laughs> not go into. But so no good and perfect gift comes down from any other hand, but his. That's 37 James, seconds. 37 seconds. Nice. That's James one seventeen, right? So he's an abundantly gracious God, even to his enemies. And yet, Okay, so the God constantly sneered at and ignored makes his sun rise on the evil. Almighty God sends rain on the unjust who despise his glory. Matthew 5, 45. Like, dude, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just amazing because it's so easy for us to get proud and, and just be like, yeah, this is just here because it's here, right? And I'm going to enjoy it and I paid for this and I did this. Like, who made the ocean? You're surfing. Well, even Hitler bird. got to enjoy the beauty of a sunrise and a big mansion. Like, yeah. Like it's, it's insane. Like his mercy, his, his love is insane. Right. And yeah, it's easy if you don't believe to just be like, okay, yeah. But like you think God created that, but you know, and we're not going to go and into again, all that. That's a whole separate thing. Yeah. But I think the easiest way to say it is there, there's so much intelligence in creation. How could there not be intelligent, an intelligent mind behind the hand of creation like how I mean, if could you there just not look be? at the way a child comes into this earth alone like if oh, you just look at the way conception happens and how how everything how they're sustained in the womb and how they grow and they come out and then everything changes in their i yeah. mean it's just like it's just yeah. i know that was like the most scientific way i could describe that <laughs> that's but great. that's good well here's here's something that i i heard one time i i loved it so i feel like I feel like my dad told me this but so basically he was talking to someone who wasn't a believer some years back. And he's like, okay, so you think all this came together by chance? He's like, yeah. He's like, all this beautiful intelligent design. He goes, yeah. He's like, if I took that TV screen right there and I mashed it up into a million pieces and I put it in a box and I shook it up for an hour and I handed it to you, would it turn into a TV? He's like, like no, no chance. Like, how long would I have to shake that box up for it to put the pieces together, right? The chaos of that broken TV together and make it work. Right. <laughs> right. And the guy's like, well, I, there, there's, there's no way. Okay. Right. I'll, I'll leave you with that. <laughs> the whole right. world is a lot. Well, that's like Ray Comfort and the comparisons yeah. he makes when he talks about, have you ever seen a book just fall from the sky and, and bound itself and write the words and illustrations itself? Like, no, somebody has to create that. It yeah. can't just happen from an explosion or it can, if there's a creator behind it. Cause honestly, big bang right. really lines up with Genesis. <laughs> like he really did just boom, speak it into existence. Right. Right. Um, Which is, you know, a whole, that's a whole other thing. Here, I want to talk about this. So here's what we're not saying. I think that sometimes, and actually a friend of mine who was is kind of like a newer, has been a little bit newer of a seeker, she asked me questions sometimes and she asked me, she's like, well, so does God just want us to be like poor and miserable pretty much? Like, is that the only way to be truly a follower of Christ and truly be happy? Like, are we not supposed to have happiness and nice things here? Like, are we just supposed to suffer and go live in a mission field? And I'm going to say the answer is no. I think God wants us to be happy. And so when I was listening to that podcast I was talking about earlier, that Barnabas Piper was talking about, he said, he answered that question. He said, does God want us to be happy? And his, I loved his answer. He said, listen, he said, the Bible doesn't start with Genesis 3. 
which if you aren't familiar with the Bible, Genesis 3 is when sin entered the world, when Adam and Eve were deceived by the serpent and stuff. He says it starts with Genesis 1, when God called everything good and he created it perfect. And he created Adam to have fellowship with man and made in his own image. And he created Eve so that Adam didn't have to be alone and they could have, you know, a relationship and be fruitful and multiply. Like that's what it started with. God intended for us to be happy and to enjoy the things that he created and sin entered the world and messed that up. But God is so gracious and so merciful that we still get to enjoy some of the fruits of that, even though we are sinful humans. And I know that's so like, like I'm sure there's some people cringing to that because I would have too, like we're sinful humans, but we are left to your own deeds. I mean, I don't know about you. I screwed it up real bad whenever I didn't have God guiding me. Like I was sinful. I did think wrong things and do bad things. Now, what is sin, right? You can compare that like, no, I didn't go murder anybody or smoke crack, but like, you know what I mean? Like it's different for everybody, but it it's still a sin in God's eyes. So um, yeah, what was I saying? Oh, so yes, uh, God wants us to be happy. He intends us to be happy here and now. But if we are too proud and too happy with the things that we do and we accomplish, then yeah, I think that it's... Well, so yeah. sin, sin comes into the world, right? And people are always like, why do bad things happen? Why do bad things happen? Well, we live in a fallen world. We, yeah. we live in a world full of sin. So everything was made right. And then it was all thrown off its axis because of sin. And then there's a whole discussion behind that. I know people can ask a million questions. Yeah. If God's so great, why didn't you just create the world? And when it was sinful, just forgive everybody. Well, his ways are far higher than our own. And the thing that I really hold and cling to, and I heard Paul Washer say this one time, he's like, you are, I am nothing like God. <laughs> like we might be created in his image, but literally he is nothing like us. Some, somebody, uh, Somebody who's a listener of the podcast reached out to me and was like, so do you just think God's some guy in the clouds with a beard or whatever? I'm like, no, 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 no. Like he is far more holy and majestic than I could ever imagine. And so many people are going to die and stand before him in judgment and be like, whoa, this dude was nothing like I thought because I thought I was so smart that, you know, if it didn't make sense to me, it couldn't be true and yada, yada, yada. So I find a lot of comfort in that knowing his ways are higher than mine, but sin enters the world, right? And throws everything off its axis. And that's why bad things happen. Uh, But here's the interesting thing is because sin enters the world and we know there are trials and tribulations and things that happen in our life and people have free will to just go kill somebody or whatever, right? All, all, All these terrible things. It's so interesting. Culture will say, go live your truth, go get what, go get what's yours, you know? Um, yeah, love people along the way, but you know, if it's you or them, like eh, you gotta go with you type of thing. Right. But then the Bible is just riddled with like, look, we know we're going to suffer. We know things are going to be hard. We know things are going to come our way, but like Philippians four eleven through 13 says, not that I was ever in need for I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. And so I want to break that bottom part of uh, Philippians 13 down for a second. So I can do everything through Christ. So you could hear that and be like, oh, it's really cool that he that he says, you know, he, he can live with, with food or without food or when good things happen or when bad things happen, right? But then at the end, he says, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength, right? A lot of people might be like, oh, he just threw God in there, right? right? Like, okay, he just threw God in there. But here's the thing, and it goes back to the heart change side of things. And this is, and this is, where, your, and this is where your eternal happiness and joy comes from. When you're living God's way, he changes your heart to want to continue to live his way. And when we're living his way, he gives us supernatural strength, the same strength that was that that literally rose Jesus from the dead. That same power is in us to live and to get through these trials and tribulations in our lives. Like it's incredible like i can do everything through christ that's not just a i'm just gonna throw that in that's not just a quote you saw on a coffee mug once (laughs) it changes your heart to the point where again okay donna 
yes. you and me. Are we happy? Yeah, we're happy. There are, you know, do do we want more money? Could we use more money, you know, to get out of debt and all those different things? Yeah. I mean, are, could could we use different work hours and things like that, be able to spend more time with the kids, solutions to organize our house better so we're not, you know, cluttered and freaking out and all that stuff, more vacations, more time in the sun, a better place to live in the United States where we could get more sun. Yeah, there are a lot of things that could be improved, right? But we're happy because at the core of who we are, one, we're able to trust each other because in finding our identity in a relationship with God and learning from the Bible and him changing our hearts, Jonah knows beyond any shadow of a doubt, like my husband's going to be faithful. And I know John's going to be faithful and she knows my heart and I know her heart. And because we're finding our identity in the same thing that has changed both of our hearts, that is what brings true fulfillment and happiness. Just being able to trust the strongest relationship in your life and being able to realize whatever happens, we have an eternal hope in a God that's unchanging and Boom. That's it. And boom. There it is. Yeah. You can appreciate it. A mouthful. Today. Sorry. No, it was good. And I agree, obviously. I mean, it's just again, opposite of culture. They say find the person who who uh what is it? Completes you. Find the person who completes you. Find your other half. Yada yada. And and that is back to our talk about expectations. It's putting wrong expectations on a fallen human being. Chris is great. He's the greatest husband I could have ever asked for more than I ever thought that I deserved or would have truly, but he's still a human who cannot fulfill the needs of in me that only God can. And that goes back to that God sized hole. Yeah. I mean, he says in the Bible, God says in the Bible that no man is without, what is it? No man is without like basically all of us, whether we've heard about him or not, know that he exists because of how crazy beautiful this world is and how the order of creation. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think with that, every man does have a place in their heart that is not fulfilled unless it's fulfilled by God. So yeah, you can be happy maybe temporarily without God, but you you cannot truly be fulfilled unless you fill that hole. And so by seeking out a spouse to fulfill that for you, he's going to come up short every time, right? He cannot take away my pain and my shame and my sins and the things that I've gone through. Chris can't shoulder those because he's a human who also has pain and shame and sins that he needs to give to God that I can't take for him. You know what I mean? And so when we constantly put these expectations on finding the perfect spouse or the perfect house or the perfect body or having kids because just want a family and a house and a dog and all these things, it's going to come up short every time for true happiness because it's not eternal, you know? And our own brains and our own flesh is going to tell us otherwise, right? right. It's going to say, this is stupid. This doesn't make sense. Look, look, you don't see any evidence of anybody resurrecting from the grave today. You don't see, I mean, come on, really? You, you really think this is real? You you think, I mean, come on, Christians just did this so they feel better about after they die. Right. What about right? the other religions? Yeah, they really the have other practices. religions, but... all that stuff, right? But but there's so much application in the Bible that once you apply it, you're like, how could this not be real? <laughs> so um back to uh back to uh what is this? I think it's Jeremiah five through eight. So it says Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. He shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhibit, or I'm sorry, inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land, which is not inhabited. Now, the next part is blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, right? So God's basically saying, do it your way, and you'll realize that you, finding strength in yourself, like we said, there's so that's such a fragile thing, finding strength in yourself will come up short every time because you can't find strength in you and me at the same time, right? Like you can't just be like, okay, God, you shoulder that. I'll shoulder this. Ready, break. It's <laughs> not the way this works, right? So curse is a man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. And then on the other side, he says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. 
it's just powerful. It, it, and it. you apply that to your life and you look at that and you're like, that's so dumb, right? Like, oh, come on, whatever. The, the world says I should, I do this. I go get this. I, I create my own success, all these things. I've tried it both ways. That's what I was going to say. When you've done it both ways and then you read that, like the verse hits differently when you've lived that and seen it come true both ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've had conversations with people. Yeah. I've had conversations with a lot of wealthy people. Recently, I had a conversation with someone. I was like, hey, like, look, let's just be real. You've made a lot of money, right? And he's like, yeah, I've made a lot of money. Super humble dude. And I was like, does money make you happy? He was like, no, dude. Actually, as soon as I thought, you know what? This is what I'm shooting for. This is what I'm going to school for. I'm I'm going to put everything in this box of the status and the money and what this career and this money will bring me. As soon as I had it, I accomplished it, and I tasted it, I was lost for like a decade. Oh, my gosh. And see, how many times have we talked about this and heard this? There's so many stories of celebrities, doctors, whatever, athletes, these people accomplishing all they thought they ever wanted, winning the Super Bowl, getting a million dollars in the bank, getting that business, uh, whatever. And it, and it still falls short. Like in our human brains, we can create this image in our mind. Like, yes, that is what happiness looks like. There's no way without a million dollars, I wouldn't be happy because I'd have a lake house and I could wake up and blah, blah, blah. And you think all these things. And then as soon as you get them, because we are human, you're like, oh, is this what it is? Like, now I want this or I should have gone for this. Or, you know what I mean? Like, we're never. Or we envy the other person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or then you feel, then you start, you know, you're a millionaire. So you start hanging out with the people who have money. And then you start feeling like you're poor because the other dude has a billion and you're like, well, shoot, now I'm nothing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You get down on yourself because you're constantly striving for things that are here that are earthly distractions that are happiness that bring you happiness short term. It's circumstantial. It's gone tomorrow. You're no longer that happy person. Like it just is. I mean, we've seen it time and time and time and time again. So I want to go back to some things. I didn't get to finish my thought and I just remembered it. Sorry. No, it's, I, I think we both just started going off like we do. And also, do I sound super nasally? Because I feel like I sound super nasally. Super nasally. Got like a little allergy cold thing going on. Even, you sound great. <laughs> I keep sniffing. I'm sorry. Um, oh, what did I want to say? Uh, oh, yeah. Did I answer going back to like, does God just want us to live unhappy and poor in, in the mission field? And I want to say what I told that friend of mine, I said, you know, I think it just comes down to, you know, God wants us to be happy. He wants us to find good in this earth. And yes, yeah, some people he does call to go live in a mission field and have nothing and, and be happy that way. I don't think he calls every person that, you know what I mean? Like we're all called to different, different things if we're listening to our calling. Um, and it basically comes down to, I believe from what I understand from God in the Bible, it's anything that takes the place of him is what he doesn't want you to do. Like, can you be rich and still be a, a humble, loving, giving Christian who loves God with all your heart? Absolutely. Can you be that if you are idolizing your money? No. You know what I mean? I'll give a real world practical example. Do that. So let's say you have a kid who grows up and has a family and has been shooting for a dream of, you know, maybe performing or something, right? Whatever it is. Okay. And you know, because you've lived life, like family is incredibly important and you've tried different things, but at the end of the day, you know, like family is where it's real. Okay. So your son or daughter is like, oh, but this is a great opportunity. And you know, I'll just be traveling like nine months out of the year. And you know what it's going to do to your grandkids. You know what it's going to do to your daughter or son-in-law because you see you get it. You're you're seeing from a different perspective. You're like, wait a sec. You don't see what really matters. I feel like that's the type of guardrail that God puts up for us. He's like, Chris, don't put everything into, you know, this number you're looking for financially, or don't put everything into your body, or don't put everything into these things. Right? Yes, God gives us gifts, and you know, it's not just by chance that we got to live in the United States. Most of us who are who are listening, I know, I think we're in what twenty eight countries now. Yes, yeah, yeah. awesome. Uh, so shout out to different shout languages. Out to, uh, I, if you if you hear this from a different country and you 
are hearing it in English? Do you know English or is it being interpreted for you? I would wonder. I don't know. Uh, very, oh, very oh. odd. But yeah, apparently 28 countries according Hola. to our stats. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> I kind of lost my track of thought. Bonjour. <laughs> Shut up. Konnichiwa. That is hello. Do you, do you know? <laughs> wait, Chris knows German. Say hello in German. Uh, wait. No. Just hi. Hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hello. Okay, anyways. Uh, yeah. Okay, that really got us <laughs> off track. I feel like I was on a good point there. Um, so, what I was hoping I could catch my thought <laughs> here. Are you still laughing about yes, all of your... We're so funny. Okay, yeah, we're so funny. Hilarious. <laughs> what, what was I saying? Were you listening to me or did you just kind of go off on a little tangent? You said we're so fortunate to live in the United States, most of us who are listening to this. <laughs> yeah, that was before you went off on your little two-minute... <laughs> Greeting. Um, <laughs> Stop. Okay. Yes. So most of us are fortunate to live in the United States and enjoy the gifts that God's given us and the freedoms and all all of those things. Trust me. Like those are incredible things and we're not supposed to take them in vain. But again, yes, we can't get so obsessive that we miss the point. Totally miss it. I think I heard, um, I was listening to Paul Washer, which it if you've been listening to sermons for a while and you're looking for something challenging, listen to Paul Washer. If you've never listened to a sermon, don't listen to Paul Washer. No. You're not ready for him. Um, <laughs> hey, wait a second. What? I would say that, but also I've seen people change by speak by preaching because they were it's preaching the truth that I didn't think they were ready for. Okay, fine. Listen to Paul Washer's sermon <laughs> called... I mean, um, he makes me question my the, salvation. So. The most shocking message. Um, it went viral years ago. He did it at like a dude's intense. He's passionate. He preaches like it's the last day on earth. Yeah. And he just grips you. But anyway, he's amazing. And the dude lives it and whatever. He's incredible. But see, you're taking me off track again, Sorry. man. I keep forgetting you what I'm going to say. tell people not to listen to a Bible preaching I do, speaker. I do like Paul Washington. Surprise, Jeremy. Awesome. awesome. I just can't remember what he told me now. What did Paul oh, say? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> there you go. That's all I need. Paul Washer <laughs> was talking about how so many people were like, oh, but I'm too busy for the Bible. I'm too busy for this. I'm too busy for that. I'm, I'm too busy for that. And he was just basically like, well, when you die, all you'll be is too busy. Like you were, you were just too busy to get close to God and build a relationship with him. So he's going to spit you out of his mouth. And that's a super hardcore thing to say, but it says in the Bible all the time, like, if we're not growing in relationship with God, he's going to spit us out of his mouth. Like, I don't want to be spit out of his mouth. <laughs> I'm not no. going to lie. You know, so making the time for those things and realizing how it translates to how we show up in our jobs and as parents and as spouses and things like that is really what changes the game. So, um, okay, I think I think we've pretty well nailed down the point. So the pursuit of long-lasting happiness, we believe, based on experience and collecting the data, has been knowing God and living His ways. Yes. Amen. Right? <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to wrap it up. I would just say, to conclude what we were saying is, yeah, you can be temporarily happy with things here in this world, with money, with a good body, with a family, with a nice house, with those, with, with, stuff i guess here on this earth but i would say it's still very circumstantial when it's stuff that can be taken away from you so i would say it's a happiness but not a fulfillment that only comes from an eternal mindset i mean yeah yeah and just long-lasting joy like no i don't wake up every day in a great mood no no you do <laughs> not like and no Jonna's not always such a sweetheart to me yes i am like sometimes she's a jerk no like it happens I'm right not. these things happen i love the lord and i love my husband <laughs> right but ultimately i know her heart she knows my heart and we are seeking a stronger relationship with god and to know his ways and what he wants from us and how to show up in our lives for people this might not be, I think this is relevant. So, Let's hope so, because we're at 54 <laughs> minutes. Okay, just really fast, based on what you just said, you know, we're still grow yourself, grow your marriage. So how that grows our marriage, by growing our relationship with God, one of the ways it grows our marriage is what you just said. We know each other's hearts. So when it comes to like fighting, we don't really bicker. We don't really fight about stuff now because we understand what's important and what's not. And we've gotten to that place where we, can trust each, trust each other, but also because we have the Holy Spirit in us. So when I'm really mad at Chris, 
for whatever. And I want to say something that she says. it. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. I mean, not usually. Right. Or if I do though, I'm able to humble myself because of the Holy Spirit's guidance saying like convicting me. Like I feel convicted whenever I like snap at you when it's not warranted or, yeah. you know, if we say something to each other, like just out of pure, pure meanness in that moment, usually we're able to like, okay, hold on. I'm sorry. Like, there's not pride anymore. Like there used to be pre yeah. putting it all on God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um, Alan, I can't remember his name. Shoot. He's on YouTube. Jackson. He has some really good stuff to say. Alan Jackson. Might be his name. I don't no, know. that's a country singer. There's a lot of Alan Jackson <laughs> in the world, babe. Anyway. So he said, he said, look, knowing God doesn't mean God is not going to allow us to sin. It just means that he won't allow us to enjoy it like we did before right. because of the conviction that we feel afterwards, right? So we feel like, oh, I shouldn't have done that, you know? Um, even even telling lies or or just being super frustrated and like upset with each other or, or heated or something. Like, yeah, there have been time and time again where – and this, I mean, we've lived life together. Like, yes, this is a matter of growing together, but goodness – there's nothing that would convict us otherwise, but to literally go back to John and be like, okay, sorry, I, I was being a jerk, you know? Right. Like you can't do that without humility. And I feel like true humility comes from, comes from the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I mean, yeah. this world certainly doesn't teach you humility. It teaches you pride, yeah. get yours, screw him. He left his laundry on the floor. You should talk to him like that. Right. Like, but not to say that people don't find, you know, love within their relationships to say like, I'm sorry or feel bad or have compassion and stuff. Obviously people do and stuff, but it's just, it's just different guys. There's, there's just no other way to explain it. Um, I think that again, in bringing this point home, the pursuit of long-term happiness, like we said, is knowing God and living in his ways. I do believe you can be happy short term if you have enough resources, enough time, enough money, all those different things, um, you can be happy. Uh, you can. And I do think there's a big lie in the new age personal growth world where, you know, you are manifesting and it's all about you and and your happiness and your truth and all those things. And it, you're happy for a second, right? You're happy for a little bit. But then again, I just... I say it all the time. There's seems like there's just no pot of gold at the end of those rainbows. Yeah, because they be manifesting demons. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're getting so weird. I know. People think we're super weird, but it's fine. Apparently, we're still listening. It's fine. From that one episode we put up about like we're probably gonna lose listeners for this. We gained listeners. How'd that happen? And yeah, I had somebody message me. Shout out Sam. Uh, listener, just a random listener, not not like my mom or one of our friends <laughs> or your mom. That's not my mom, uh, who said that it was really refreshing to hear uh, truth on here. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's scary to be bold and to put truth out there. And especially our last episode, we contemplated like not putting it out or re-recording it because we never want to come off arrogant or just, yeah. I don't know, too much. But we're we're praying for boldness and we believe that again, truth is important and we're going to fight for it. So yeah, thanks to those of you who are sticking with us and understanding and uh, hopefully getting jazzed up to fight for some truth yourself. Boom. Like jazzed it. up. That's right. Yeah. So That's keep lame. reaching out to us. You have that number, which is 513-620-4333. Nope. Is it 620? I think, I it, think is. it is. Why do we always, every I time? I don't know. Yes. Just text us. Okay. Yeah. 513-620-4333. Three, yeah, text us. Let us know. I mean, honestly, I say it all the time, but the more people that reach out realize it's true. We love to hear from you guys. Like we we love to hear from you. I want to know where you're from. I want to know how how you started listening. And look, sa- save us all some time. Shoot us a text and be <laughs> like, hey, this is my name. This is where I'm from. Here's how long I've been married. Here's why I listen. Just tell us those things, right? That would be I awesome. Like and then we we just want to know about you. We, we I have had really great conversations with listeners. Um, even recently, people have been blowing us up a lot more, which has been awesome. And yeah, I mean, I, I learned from you guys. Hopefully, some things we have to say are good. I, whatever, right? But let's just keep building relationships and reaching out and, I don't know, going beneath the surface. I think that's what's important. That's important. All right. All right. We are done.
Thanks so much for listening to the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. If today's episode brought you value, please go ahead and share it. And don't forget, leave us a review. It's the best compliment you can give us or text us. We like that too. That counts as a review. But if you leave a review on the platform that you listen on, it helps other people be able to find our show. If you do both, the Lord will bless you. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> the prosperity. Goodbye. Grace of Grimmage. Okay, bye. Thanks, guys. Good time you gotta go get the kids. I'm gonna just play a little bit. Oh yeah, we're keeping that. <laughs> we're keeping that, buddy. Ooh, oh, we're keeping that one too. <laughs>